Welcome to Exceptional Education, the education podcast by ANZ UK. Hello and welcome back to the Exceptional Education Early Childhood Edition podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on our fifth episode. Now, some of our loyal listeners will know uh, we had a month off from the last episode. Um, with children returning back to childcare and kindergartens reopening, I thought it was best to focus on making sure everyone was comfortable in this newfound situation we're in at the moment. Uh, but all has gone well, and I can focus on getting these episodes out to you again. Another reason I was okay with taking a break was because I have some really fascinating guests on today's episode. I don't want to give too much away, but I'll be joined by two gentlemen who are currently working on a fantastic project that I'm sure a lot of early childhood educators, parents, children are going to be very interested in. So more on that shortly. I'll also take some time out to chat with Matthew Chandler, who is one of our kindergarten consultants here in the Vic office. Uh, Matthew himself was a kinder teacher. Um, turned consultant, so I'm sure he's going to give us some great insights on both industries, um, and he's going to talk to us a little bit more about a challenge he threw out to our Facebook group um, in September. Uh, it was a really fantastic cause. I'm sure anyone who's not on the Facebook group is going to be desperate to get on because we do a few of these throughout the year, so this is definitely something to listen in on. So let's get started with today's episode. All right, today we are joined by Jesse and Julian. These guys are going to talk to us today a bit about their careers and what they're up to at the moment, which is pretty exciting stuff. So how are we, guys? Fine, thank you. Very good. Thank you, Kale. No worries. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been excited for this one for a little while. I know we've been talking about it for two or three months about this podcast and what we're going to talk about. So, um, I mean, we we might get straight into it. So I've kept a little bit of a secret about what we're here to talk about. Um, so that way we can get it straight from the source, which I think will be pretty exciting. Yeah, sounds good. Well, first off, uh, let's hear a little bit about yourself, where are you guys from, what's your background, family, all that type of stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm originally from New Zealand. I was born there and raised, moved over to Australia when I was 13. So I've been here for about 14 years now. Um, yeah, been in Brisbane ever since. And yeah, I'm grown up in Germany. So I just came to Australia one year ago. So um, that's why you probably hear my English isn't <laughs> as good as heavy but... German accent. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we met as well. Like five years ago, we both met in Germany and then became friends, and I came to Australia to visit him. Amazing. So, well, the the guys obviously this will be a podcast that will be recorded, but you've got quite a tan. I've been here for thirty one oh, years, <laughs> and I'm. Pretty much a ghost. You've only been here one year and I've got a tan. Yeah, so. you, chose, you chose the wrong place to live, mate. That's yeah, it's pretty, pretty much summer and it's raining out my window. So there you go. I definitely, I'm moving after this. Um, so, I mean, you, you both sort of have you know, different kind of backgrounds, education, early childhood. Tell me a bit about those. How did you get into it? What happened? Yeah. So I actually, um, when I first finished school, and did a degree in business. I did that work in HR and a couple of banks for a little period of time, but just didn't enjoy it at all. Didn't like, you know, the monotony of sitting down behind a desk the whole day. Um, And so I I was working part-time through uni as a swimming teacher and I really, really enjoyed the aspect of working with children. I just didn't really like being wet, you know, like eight (laughs) hours at a time. So I thought, what can I do that's, you know, going to allow me to still work with children in education and it's not 
obviously um, swim teaching and that was, uh, yeah, classroom teaching. Uh, so I went and did a, a two-year master's of teaching at QUT up here in Brisbane. Um, and then it was really cool, actually. I managed to go over to Holland and do my oh, final internship over there at an international school to get some good international experience either way. Yeah. I teach the curriculum over there. Um, and then, yeah, came back, came back over to Australia in 2018 after that internship and um, decided to have a crack at kindergarten teaching and get into the early childhood context. So, uh, yeah, did that for about 18 months. And then, um, yeah, then it really brings me to where we are now. There you go. Yeah, I was in Germany and uh, <laughs> my apprenticeship in graphic design and a graphic design agency. Then uh, did some studying as well. And yeah, since about two years, I'm a freelancing graphic designer for graphic and branding design, but also do some illustration and photography as well. So yeah, I got like this creative background, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See, the, the clogs are starting to tick for everyone listening, graphic design, early childhood, what's happening. So I think let, let's get straight into that. What are you guys working on currently? Why have I brought you here today? What are we chatting about? The big reveal. So um, what was it about? Close to a year ago now, we sort of decided, um, you know, we were living together at the time and we decided what can, what can we do? We wanted to start a business together. What can we do? Uh, which would have our skills complement each other. Um, obviously, with his graphic design and my teaching background, we thought let's yeah. do children's books. Um, and something we're both really passionate about is health and well-being, especially you know for children and adolescents. So we decided let's create books that are you know not just storybooks, but educational tools that we can use to teach children about how to um, instill really positive health and well-being habits. Um, and so the first one that we've done, which obviously we've been talking to you about, Kale, is the one about balancing screen time. Obviously a really big issue uh, in 2020, especially with, you know, early childhood and primary school context. So, um, yeah. yeah, so we finished we finished that book in March this year and, and we're just in the process now of, of we're going to print next week, um, which is really exciting. You know, it's, there's been a lot of, the last six months, there's been a lot of little iterations and little edits that we've had to, yeah, you know, tweak and change, and it's just it's just a, such a big process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We wouldn't start again if we knew. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we're hoping the second one will be easier because you know we've got everything in place now. Data, yeah. So. yeah, of course. You've done the hard yards now. You can just create. So I know. I mean, it's it, it's really a fantastic idea, and I think. I don't think there's too much out there on the market now. And I've spoken to a couple of people who have already said to me brilliant idea let me know keep me in touch what's happening when's the book out all this type of stuff so as you said the the, the first one's on about screen time right and you know, how the negative effects it can have and and sort of teaching children themselves to potentially step away from it and exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and so we actually wrote it like there's a, we've written a section at the back uh, called parents and teachers notes and because we understand you know i have a teaching background so yeah we take for granted how how easy it is or how difficult it is to read a, read a book to a child and maximize its educational benefits. You know, there's, there's very specific ways, um, you know, pedagogical ways to read a book, um, which I'm sure all the educators out there will, will know, but you know, some, that's just taken for granted knowledge that a lot of these parents, you know, if they haven't been exposed to it, how can we expect them to know it? So the parents and teachers notes at the end, you know, it's specifically, it's very explicit. It outlines exact outline, sorry, um, exactly how to read the book. Um, okay. to, to facilitate those productive conversations with the children themselves and how to get the most out of the book so that they really understand the context and the meaning of the message that we're trying to send. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's brilliant as well. You know, I remember being year 12 and teacher saying, 
this English book, what they're trying to say here is that the curtain's blue because of this reason. So you've put it in the book that no teacher can take out what they want. It's, you've said it for them. It's an instruction manual for the book. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very teacher of you. Well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, was there, what was the, the Kickstarter for this that went right? I think the first one needs to be about screen time. Yeah, were, were you seeing more and more problems, obviously, every day, or where'd that come from? Yeah, I think uh, with the increase of technology, like in the past 10 to 15 years, um, it also can bring a lot of opportunities, but uh, also new problems that we have to face. And because because it's so new, so new I think uh, it's very necessary that we um, know how to use the technology safety, safely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when I was growing up, like I was 10, 11 years old when I used screens the first time, like just chatting with my friends on the internet or playing online games. But now kids, they grow up when they're two or three with iPads in their hands already. So I think this is very, you have to treat this very differently. And it, and it was because, so with that new context, um, you know, through me having conversations with parents in my early childhood teacher role, um, you, you see it around that it's, it's such a prominent problem these days. And that, as we said before, you know, because it's new technology, people don't really understand how to navigate it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically through having conversations and feedback from parents themselves saying, you know, this is an issue for us. And, you know, we did some research before we started writing the book and we, we found that it's over 80% of Australian parents are worried about um, the negative effects of screen time. Um, so, and as, as Julian said, there's definitely opportunities to it as well. You know, technology, there's a lot of advantages, definitely, you know, using in even educational contexts um, can be very engaging and meaningful. But at the same time, obviously, it's got it's got its risks. So I mean, maybe yeah. really, do you want to talk about some of those risks? That um, yeah, obviously, it can impact your physical health. Like you can have develop like a wrong posture if you're like staring down at your phone the whole time. Like, you know, um, or your eyes can be affected. Um, it can cause insomnia with like the blue lights coming from your phone. Yeah, especially if you're like connected to the device like late in the night. Um, can have a lack of focus. Like all this kinds of stuff all can happen to you. Yeah, and, and even social skills, obviously. And as Julian was saying, yeah. when we were younger, when we were growing up, those first 10, 15 years, you're outside, you're playing with your friends, you know, you're moving your body, you're learning those social skills as well. But if you're inside on a screen all the time, you feel a lot, unfortunately, these days, and you just miss out on those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, this sort of time we're in, you know, 2020, <laughs> where we work from home and, you know, a lot of kids are being stuck inside and, you know, we don't want that to become the new norm. So I think you're right on the money in terms of timing and, and everything going on. And that's hopefully going to play, you know, it, it's probably going to be a hard 2021 with parents trying to get their kids off it again and back outside. Yeah, and sure. yeah, this thing is, Kyle, I'm not sure if you've seen that, that new Netflix documentary. It talks about social media, but there's a lot of interconnectedness between the two. But, you know, these devices and the applications that go on the devices are literally developed by psychologists. Like they have yeah. psychologists working for them, which, you know, tweak it and try and design them specifically to become addictive to these children. You know, yeah. I, think, I think we have a responsibility as parents educators to make sure that we're, um, you know, making sure we're creating and, and teaching children about the both the benefits and the risks of um, of these technologies. So. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think it's you, you, again, you're spot on there, guys. With, I think it's it's going to do very well. I'll be interested to see who voices the raccoon when we. Oh, I've ruined the title now, but when it, <laughs> we're when still talking. So uh, <laughs> yes, well, this is my audition. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are, what are the challenges? You know. Are there the children face today that 
you know, they might not have faced 20 years ago, 10 years ago that might be in the next book or or you're looking to tackle next? Uh, well, yeah, our, our focus right now is just, we, we have actually, spoiler alert, we have actually drafted um, the next one, which is about mindfulness. And, and obviously all of these health and wellbeing concepts are interrelated as well, um, as you know. So uh, the, ne- the next couple that, we t- that we're thinking of doing is mindfulness, um, one that explores feelings and just sort of, you know, one that offers children the vocabulary to be able to explain their feelings um, because it's, it's very, you know, it's the same thing. We take for granted how hard it is to identify with some of the feelings that we experience, you know, and, and that's me being a 27 year old man, I'm still struggling with it. So, you know, yeah. when, I, when I'm yeah. working at, at kindy and you've got these four year olds having an absolute meltdown, and, you know, you're doing the breathing techniques and, and all that and talking them through it. But if they can't describe to me what they're feeling, then, you know, they don't know what's going on. So when I'm, when I'm saying them, I can see you feeling angry. They don't know what that means to them. So we, we want to create, you know, more books around that sort of area, you know, that gives children the vocabulary to be able to describe how they're feeling and that way you can tackle, tackle the problem. Um, yeah. And that's another massive thing, mindfulness and emotional yeah. talk. And, yeah. you know, as well, something something that's in the works. So, yeah, so there's a, there's a, there's a few in the works. Um, but for now, yeah, our focus is just yeah, on we, won't, we won't give too many ideas away. We'll keep them, we'll keep them secret. I love, so you, I love your vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just trying to steal the book idea. Um, so, so the book is called Raymond the Raccoon. Um, so the book is called Raymond the Raccoon. Um, why a raccoon? What happened there? Are they quite big in Germany now? I'm thinking. Actually. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually a question we get a lot. Um, you know, we, we did consider when we were, we were brainstorming ideas, we did consider going with, you know, the Australiana sort of thing. Um, but the reason we didn't is because we wanted it to, you know, same as you have the big vision, go for the international yeah. approach. Yeah. Um, and obviously a koala and a kangaroo is less relatable to a four-year-old living over in Germany, for example. Um, so, yeah, we thought if we go with the North American sort of um, forest approach, then I think more children, you know, just through Disney movies and stuff like that, they've got more experience with them. Um, yeah. So yeah. That, that was where that was where the raccoon came from. And also Raymond's just uh, this is a great name. It is a good name. Everyone <laughs> loves Raymond. You know, all that it's great name. Uh, no, I've seen the illustrations, they are amazing. So well done on that. I mean, I think we'll we'll put some along with this this podcast for you to to sort of see before um you you listen. But it looks fantastic. We've got a bear, owl, fox. Ladybug potential. <laughs> uh, I don't want to give too much away again. I feel like I'm spoiling it. There's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, look, the, it, it looks fantastic and I think it's going to do really well. So I'm calling it. It's the next Bluey. Um, I can see it now. So very exciting times. Um, so obviously, we've, we have touched already a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, children taking this on themselves and, and potentially realising the harmful effects and, and the parents. But what else are you hoping to sort of achieve from this book being out there in the world? It's, um, you know, are you hoping to see more things come out of this and, and obviously children being able to step away? What What's the end goal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as, as you said before, man, um, you know, when we were doing our preliminary research as well, we couldn't find any books like this out there about screen time which is crazy because you know it's been such a big thing people have been talking about the negative effects of screen time for you know the last four or five years now so the fact that there wasn't one out there already we were quite blown away by um but i guess what we're looking to get out of it is just to increase awareness um and you know try and encourage parents and teachers to have those constructive conversations and just 
just increase awareness in children themselves, you know, yeah. like, it, it, as I said before, they're designed to capture your attention and keep you there for as long as possible. But if we start instilling um, these habits in children from a young age and just the awareness of it, then they can, you know, start to that metacognition and start to think about it themselves um, to make their own sort of decisions and not just be a, sort of a slave to the screen. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, you, you did say before as well, it, it's important for, you know, obviously it's a children's book um, and that's the, the main target, but, you know, it, it is important for educators and parents to really consider this as well because sure. they're at the forefront there, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, the yeah, ones that exactly. have the power to help out and explain sure. the book a little bit more and, and you know, try and give them the decision to, to step away from it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, buy it, read it, make a decision yourself, you know, take the notes, <laughs> see how you go. Yeah. And, and mate, I'll just put it on there as well, um, you know, to try and extend the reach, we, you and I also did decide um, that. So for every book that we sell, we're also going to donate one uh, to an Australian child. Wow. So we're sort of, we match it. So um, just to try and get the word out there a little bit more. Yeah, and we actually yeah. have these. Um, we've, we've partnered with this company called Flourish Community Solutions up here in Brisbane. Um, fantastic two ladies, uh, Tara and Ruth, and so they're going to they work a lot with the Department of Child Safety, um, and so they're going to be helping to distribute our books out to to their clients as well. Ah, incredible! That that's amazing. So, where would we find the book if someone listens? Like, right, I need that book for my childcare service or for my son or daughter. Yeah, uh, RaymondTheRaccoon.com.au. Uh, so, yeah, so the pre-order is available now. Um, as I said, we're going to print on Monday. Uh, so we, we're, we're hoping to have the book being sent out by December 1st um, to everyone that pre-orders. But yeah, raymondtheracoon.com.au. There you go. Exciting times ahead. I can't wait to see the series. Thanks, mate. Have them for my child when I decide to have one. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat first. It was, it was amazing to hear about um, the book and everything you've got going on. And I'm sure I'm going to get a hundred questions about you guys and where to find you and what's happening and when the next book's coming out. Um, and if I got the job as as the recruiter in the <laughs> TV show, who knows? Okay, we do have another couple of interviews after this, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll start doing some character voices. I'll come up with a few. Um, I've always been told I've got the face for a cartoon, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure. Thanks, thank Kyle. you for having us. Have a good day. Thank you so much again to those guys for joining me today. It was amazing to hear about your journey and the incredible things you're doing currently. As always, I'll include all the links necessary to track down the book uh, so you can get your pre-orders in for the December release. I've actually ordered mine yesterday for all my nieces and nephews because I do think it, it's really important issue to be talking about, especially the more and more exposed we become to screens. Um, especially throughout 2020, being stuck at home a lot of that time. Um, and I'm confident this is just the tip of the iceberg with these two, and there are going to be many more stories to come and many more issues covered. So stay tuned. I'll definitely have them back on uh, so we can hear about the next projects. Now on to 18 member in focus this week, Matthew Chandler. Okay, and today we are joined by Matthew Chandler, who is the kin consultant here at ANZ UK in the Victorian office. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me today. Carl Taylor, thanks for having me, mate. Uh, it's, I've heard a lot of good things and listened into these podcasts, so it's great to get involved. Yeah, no, it's good to finally have you here. I know we had some uh, conflicting schedules, so it's great to finally have you on for an episode. So, Matthew, won't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where'd you grow up, family, all that type of stuff? Yeah, no dramas. So I uh, grew up in the uh, in the Yarra Valley, God's country, 
um, in a little town called Hillsville. I'm sure people are well aware of that. Uh, I guess despite popular belief, there is a little town there. It's not just a sanctuary. We all don't live in the sanctuary. Um, definitely appreciate heading back to Hillsville now. There wasn't a lot to do when I was a kid. There was a sanctuary and a, and a footy oval, but that's uh, a beautiful part of the world. Um, good gin down there, if anyone likes a good yeah, sip. I was going to say that. Yeah, you put me onto them, I think, as well. So thank you. <laughs> pillars. Um, also, a bit of a shameless shout out to my mother's bed and breakfast, Ender Cottage. If you're ever down that way, get amongst it. There you go. Uh, but no, yeah, grew up with um, you know, mum, dad, and my sister, and uh, no, it was a good part. Of, it was a good time of my life. Perfect. There you go. We may have to redact those uh, shout outs, but we'll see how we go. We might <laughs> get them passed. Um, so Matthew, obviously, you're a kindergarten teacher yourself you've you worked for us previously um how did you get into ec why early childhood where'd that come from yeah good question uh so i did a bit of a gap year in london for two years when i was 20. Uh, i had tried to get into environmental science before i went away and uh couldn't quite get my foot in the door so i just put tools down and thought i'll just go overseas for a bit uh got to literally a week before my visa ended and realized that i was coming back home with no sort of future aspirations or didn't know what i was going to be doing so i sat myself down in the middle of hyde park with a pen and paper and basically just wrote down all the things that i enjoyed doing uh and it just turned out that teaching and being with children and being around people was a pretty common theme so got back applied for a course got in and um yeah, four years later, I was a uh, ECT. Wow, there you go. That's a great story, actually. I know we we weren't in the UK at the same time, but I know you were at the Walkabout Pub. You were <laughs> one of the the bartenders behind there. So if anyone knows about the Walkabout, that's where uh, Matthew originated from. So how many years then were you in early childhood before deciding to make the jump over the to recruitment? Uh, so. I was lucky enough I got a job just casually as I was studying. So probably in the field for around 10 years. Um, and then I'd worked in different services. I'd worked in, in Sydney uh, and in Torquay. And then I'd worked in Bentley as a teacher for three or four years and was just a little bit burnt out. Um, needed a bit of a change in direction. Still wanted to stay very much involved in EC, but just out of the classroom for a bit. Um, and then, yeah, I had uh, Kira Timms, the Southeast team lead, uh, reply to one of my LinkedIn cries for help and just said, have you ever thought about recruitment? Uh, I Honestly, I hadn't, but it seemed like a really good fit. And, uh, yeah, it's been great to still apply my, uh, my trade in my current job. There you go. Amazing. I also remember seeing that LinkedIn post, but I uh, did nothing about it. So there you go. Thank, <laughs> thank you for Kira, who... Uh, who took the initiative to get in touch with you and, and make that work. And we're very happy you're here now. Um, well, what do you miss? Well, first, I mean, what was the jumping point to go, right, let's try recruitment, just like going in blindly, give it a shot, see how it turns out. Or had there been an initial thought about it previously? I think because I did make the move from kindergarten teaching to casual working with ANZ UK and, uh, I, re I remember walking into the office in Collingwood and just looking at how friendly everyone was and they're all, all up and about. And I thought, geez, it'd be nice to work here. But um, I just, yeah, I guess I saw myself just not probably teaching to the level that I was expecting of myself. And 
Um, I wanted to obviously still use my skills as a kindergarten teacher and Kira spoke to me about the opportunities of creating relationships with new teachers coming through the system and yeah, just thought, hey, give it a go. Um, and yeah, I'm still here. So it's working out well. Amazing. It is very well, I would say. Um, so w- what do you miss most about working in childcare? Is there something you go, oh, I miss that? That's a section I really miss or? It's probably any- parts I know I don't miss. Um, okay, right. But uh, the old nappy change is definitely not something that I would put my hand up and say I'd love to get amongst that again. But uh I think definitely working in the kindergarten sector, you do miss the relationships that you do build with your students. Um, getting a bunch of kids at the start of the year and watching them grow and then watching them head off to school, it's a very rewarding experience. Um, the relationships too you build with those families as well as a whole is something I definitely do miss. There's a number of families I still keep in touch with from my time at Bentley and even in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, I do miss that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, what's your go-to advice? Obviously, you, you're probably speaking to more educators now than you were previously. You know, you're, you're branching out a lot more. Do you have some go-to EC advice that you can give that, you know, you, from knowing from the other side what it's like that you sort of hand out to some of your candidates? Yeah, 100%. Uh, probably my biggest piece of advice would be that as a teacher, you're never going to stop learning. Um, there's always going to be challenges and there's always going to be something new to learn. So I guess as a if you're working casually through us, you're going to find yourself working at a number of different services that have got, you know, different philosophies, different ways of going about things. And, you know, you can never ask enough questions. You can never go out of your way enough to, you know, to do that little extra bit because it is noticed. It might you, you might not think it's noticed, you know, in the moment, but these little things do make a massive difference. And I definitely prided myself on, you know, making sure that I learned something new each day. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a massive plus. Yeah, amazing. Now, previous to joining the office, you can say now, you know, you'll be safe. Who is your favourite consultant? Oh, Kyle Taylor, please. No. Had to be. Yeah, had to be. (laughs) I think we only spoke about twice on the phone. Yeah, we did. Look, probably Kira. She was always extremely friendly when she would talk to me on the phone. Um, Definitely felt like we'd built a relationship just over a phone call. So when she reached out and spoke to me about joining the team as a, in a recruitment sort of role, I felt like I already know I felt like I already knew a lot about the company just from our chats. So she was always really great to talk to. Um, and Jess Mundy too, who I work closely with now, she was always very friendly and bubbly and uh, would give me the shifts that I like that I enjoyed going to. So those two. There you go. That's always helpful. So did you? Would you say that was pretty important of the process of sort of building that relationship with your consultant and probably yeah. something you do now, right? Definitely. It's definitely like out of out of the values that we've got as a team, it's definitely relationships is my favourite and the one I hold the most to my heart because I want to talk to my educators when I do call them up for a shift and just find out, you know, how they're going, how, they, how, how, how their weekend was, um, not just go, hey, I've got a shift here, do you want to j- jump into that? I want to make it more of a personable experience every time I pick up the phone. So, no, it's definitely a big thing for me. 
Yeah, I think, well, the, my next question was actually going to be, what was your uh, favourite ANZ UK value, which you've touched on relationship there, and it's, funnily enough, one of mine as well, and I think it's it's hugely important across uh, pretty much everything you do in life, isn't it, that, you know, relationships is the key to everything, so um, I think you've nailed that there, so well done. Look, Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with me today, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have you on down the line to sort of chat through some resources and stuff. We might be able to get a better insight to some kindergarten stuff as well. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, Kyle. And um, for any educators listening out there to this podcast, if you are aren't aware of the uh, the early childhood and OSH group, uh, it's a great little um, portal. Uh, you know, our, our consultants are working hard to pop on new content and new ideas. And it's also, it's a great little space for educators to talk to one another, I guess, and, you know, share experiences from shifts that they've done and experience that they've had through the ANZ UK experience. So if you definitely, if you're not aware of it or not a member, definitely get in touch with your consultant and they can, uh, yeah, lead you in the right direction. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up before I, I cut you off, <laughs> but um, you actually did something in that group sort of for September. Um, that was a, a fun little activity. Can you run me through that quickly? Yeah, mate. So uh, we did a little uh, bit of a September. Uh, so cool. I, know that, I know that October is, I think October is Mental Health Awareness Month, but I think it's definitely a, a topic that should be probably spoken about more often. Um, and I think just from the conversations I was having with some educators throughout the pandemic and even some of the consultants, I just felt the morale was a bit low and I myself was struggling a a little bit working from home and it was a bit slow. So wanted to try and have a little event or a little project to work on with our consultants to see and our educators just to see, you know, if we can achieve something great. Um, so we um, set ourselves a challenge of all walking a hundred kilometers through the, through the month of September. Uh, some people absolutely smashed it out of the park. I think our winner had walked over 550 kilometres, which was an, an unbelievable effort for 30 days. Um, as a as a collective, we walked over 3,000 kilometres, which wow. I think if you look on the map, it's from the it's from the southern point of um, Victoria all the way up to Cape York. So unbelievable effort, and um, some of the the emails and calls I've got from educators that what they got out of the experience. Just telling me that they've, you know, it's given them a chance to be a bit more mindful and take a bit of a step back and look at their own health and well-being, which, you know, that was my biggest sort of goal out of the whole experience. Uh, obviously, I wanted to win. I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite get that done. But um, look, if it's just changed one person and got them a bit more active and a bit more up and about during these weird times, it was definitely worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it was a, it was a great thing. I came, I think I came fifth potentially, uh, which I wasn't too happy about, but, it, you know, I'll, I'll take it for now. Um, yeah, it was an amazing thing and, you know, the, some of the educators who got around that were you know, fantastic. So um, that, that Facebook is, is a, an amazing place to join in the group, put resources on there, ask questions, you know, all that type of stuff. It, that's what it's there for. So um, get around. I'm sure we're going to have a Matthew Chandler. It's going to come up for a few more ideas to put on there, some more competitions in the coming months. So, would agree. Yeah, hundred percent. There'll be something around the corner for sure. Uh, definitely want to try and once the COVID pandemic is over, get everyone together. You know, at a little social event if we can, social distancing, of course. Um, 
definitely have missed that, but there'll be something around the corner, no doubt. So definitely stay tuned. Brilliant. Well, Matthew Chandler, thank you so much for taking time out. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. Good to chat. Have a great day. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to all my guests for joining me today. It was incredible to catch up with you all. And as always, if you have any feedback or yourself would like to be on the show, please reach out at au at anzuk.education so we can get in touch. Have a great fortnight and hope to speak to you soon. Bye.